0: where we unpack what it takes to succeed in business. I'm your host, Victoria Jones, and I'm in the business of empowering women to become profitable and purpose-driven business owners. Over the past six years, I've enabled ambitious founders to start and scale their own business and make money doing what they love. Through our Six Weeks to Success Upstart program and one on one coaching services, I'm able to fulfill my mission to educate, enable, and inspire more people to turn their business dreams into a reality. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge and inspiration needed to kickstart your business, build your brand, and thrive on your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators, and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they've built their business, the tips they've learned along the way, and reveal what it takes to succeed. I know a lot of listeners and some of my clients struggle with sales and selling their services and um, building relationships. It's such an art form and a practice skill. So today I've invited real estate professional and master negotiator Georgie Bates onto the show to share some of her tips Uh, Georgie Bates has a career spanning close to 20 years and has built a reputation as one of Australia's top performing real estate agents and the number one female agent on Sydney's northern beaches. She is well known for being an active part of the community and exceeding her clients' expectations. She famously said, "It's, it's all about the sale, but it's never just a transaction. For me, building relationships and celebrating my client's success is what drives me And really makes it worthwhile. So what a lovely quote. Welcome Georgie. It's great to have you on the show today. Um, We talk a lot about the importance of finding your purpose in work. And finding something you're super passionate about. That's obviously something that you've done. How did you come to find your purpose I guess would you call it. Or find something you truly love doing. Yeah
1: real estate. Well I. um, So when I finished school. I actually didn't go into further education and universities like a lot of my friends. I went travelling. So I travelled throughout my 20s and I found that most of the jobs that I worked in had some sort of salesy type role that I enjoyed. And then when I came home and returned to Australia, I thought, okay, what do I do? I don't have a degree. I don't have a diploma. Um, But I knew I loved sales and negotiating. And my grandfather had a background in real estate and so from there, I ended up approaching real estate agents all across the, the northern beaches. And uh, in fact, I started in um, Dromoyne and Belmain. And was it door knocking? Were you going around door knocking, saying, I yeah. have
0: no experience, but I want a job here? Yeah. Or? yeah. So a, yeah. Lot of
1: them, a lot of them just went, oh, good on you. I remember one of them said, oh, go and get a listing and then we'll give you a job. Wow. So I don't think anyone really truly believed in me, but um, there was. There was someone in, in Dremoyne that, that did. And they yeah gave me um, a job starting off in property management, which I did really well. Um, and then they actually saw the potential and said, well, we want you to get into sales. So they kind of guided me along the journey. Yeah. And I, and in fact, I only stayed there for two years. Um, And did you have any
0: professional training in in selling or was it, you know, what's the skill, would you say, that is the main art to selling well?
1: I think it's just people. You've got to love dealing with people and um, listening. And I think there's a bit of psychology in all the transactions of really understanding the client's needs. And I love working that out. I love really trying to make something work. Is it often not what they actually say but
0: trying to find – you know, some people say something but actually they do something quite different or
1: is it hard to sort of work out what they really want? Oh, I think that's why I love a lot of face-to-face transactions as well um, because you can – there's little key things that people give away. Um, in, for example, in an open house where they're working out where their furniture will go or their, their – um, <laughs> yeah their lounge, et cetera, and, uh, yeah, look, there's key things that people may say that you kind of pick up on um, or you may see one particular relationship. One may give away more than the other. Yeah. So you know they're there, they want it, and then my job is to feel facilitate that, that they get it and they're happy and bring joy to the transaction, that the vendors are in a place that they're content with what they get and that the buyers secure the property.
0: Yeah and they're both happy. Mm. Did you do any sort of secret techniques like um, cookies in the oven or I know that a friend just um, and actually myself I used to do it when in my food influencer agency we used to take cookies to meetings and it just it broke the ice immediately and people were more likely to work with us because we bought cookies and I thought that could be a good thing for an open house put some cookies in the oven or yeah. Are there any little techniques oh, like that? Look, that there were
1: candles, and but I'm so um with some of the candles now, unless they're natural, and you know, there's oh, so you much have to be careful. Thing. And then we had oils, and then there was a woman that had huge allergies to some of the oils. And no, I oh didn't no, look a lot of the people around here. I mean, uh, the northern beaches in this particular Fairlight Manly area are. Um, the colour of people that live here usually do have quite beautiful homes anyway and present yeah. them well, are open to styling. So if anything, we get our clients to invest in a, a styling appointment. Right, That's okay. one thing that's really crucial because um, people have their own personal nicks and knacks that they've collected for various years and uh, some of those need to go into storage <laughs> yeah. or it might be a time of cleansing if they <laughs> yeah. let go and move on. Um, but that's probably more the investment. Um, baking cookies, oh, look, some clients may do that and a bit of bread. I'd be more so about actually uh, with meals, actually will take a meal to a client before, you know, during the lead up to their open house inspection. So it might be, I know they're under a lot of pressure and stress that week. Um, it's a bit of an anxious that's time. That's
0: great, yeah, great Um yeah, great idea to do, and something that would probably surprise your clients.
1: Yeah, just it is. It's not expected. It's a home cooked, um, so it might be a chicken cacciatore or some, depending on what the weather's like, and and that's part of the pre-frame. So before, before um, when I first list the property, I go through. There's a meeting just to see do you have any food allergies, so that I'm getting to know the clients. So getting to know people, and essentially that, even with the buyer in the negotiation. Just understanding a little bit more. So I do ask, I say, tell me a bit more about their situation. Yeah, yeah. people like, you know, people are usually happy to talk about their situation or themselves. Yeah. And um, we'll actually share a lot more than it's just asking.
0: Yeah, and listening. I think the biggest tip I got when I started my business was you know listen to to people as opposed to you know there's this perception that sales is like talking and talking a good game but actually I think it's more about listening to people
1: oh, sometimes it's the out yeah. silence
0: yeah and then coming back with what's going to meet their needs really isn't it
1: yeah absolutely
0: and have you found it because you obviously have to keep two people happy you've got to keep the buyer happy and the um the person the vendor so do you is that relationship hard to manage? I guess you're in the middle of that, aren't you, negotiating?
1: Yeah, I think I'm I'm very well respected around here. So most people that are wanting to buy have already either heard about myself yeah. or done their research. So there's an element of trust that's already there. Um and they know I kind of reiterate, I really hope I can help you. You know, I want to help you buy this property. So I can sometimes some Um, instances, I will offer advice as to what I recommend they do. Yeah. Um, And, yes, it is a balance. Ultimately, I'm here to get the best price and result for my vendor. But sometimes it's not – I mean, as much as it's all about the dollar, um, it's also about actually securing the buyer, particularly in a marketplace where sometimes we're thinning out of buyers. There aren't a lot of buyers out there. And – some solicitors some people can building inspections there's all sorts of things that can come into play that can make a buyer go cold yeah and start to rethink uh, what they're doing so it's really keeping that very close contact and a high level of communication um, to give them that confidence to keep stepping forward and sometimes things happen very quickly as well yeah um, and do
0: you notice people resist things or, you know, there's – I know with my clients sometimes they'll go, oh, actually I'm not going to do this coaching or start my business now because I'm not ready, um, the, you know, I don't have the time or the money. Um, and some of these roadblocks are just but I think it's
1: – I think, yeah, exactly, you're spot on. And I think it is um, the fear but it's getting to what those roadblocks are. So, again, asking – sometimes I just repeat what they're talking about and it may be, oh, I'm, I'm not ready. And it might be, oh, you're not ready. So you, tell, And yeah, what, so once you say that, then they'll start to tell you a bit more about that, why they're sure not you ready. show
0: empathise and understand. Yeah, you're yeah. not ready.
1: So why is it not ready? Oh, well our, we haven't quite got our finance in place. And it might get down to they don't have the right mortgage broker or they're dealing with a bank that is not the right bank to be dealing with. So I may then step in and say, look, can I recommend that you actually speak to this mortgage broker give them a call. It's not going to cost you anything. It's always good to get a couple of opinions um, with your banking. And some people don't understand that a mortgage broker doesn't cost money and they're often bettering the rates of the banks. Yeah, so so it's
0: having that knowledge and expertise that you can share as well. Yeah, Um, and And you mentioned also the trust, like you've built a really great reputation. I remember when I moved to the area, your name came up immediately and you gave me all this great advice about the area and you just you knew it so well um that you know building that personal brand and trust how how have you gone about that over the last 20 years because it's 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 quite daunting for someone starting out or maybe beginning their career that like, how
1: do i build a you know a strong personal brand i think you've just got to really work out what are your values and where do you see your brand like what is your brand and brainstorm like I'm actually meeting with um with someone to help further that for me so as much as it may be a brand that's out there I mean I'm very community driven as well so a lot of people know me for that but I don't want the community just to take over that I'm also a very strong negotiator yeah because some people aren't into the community um but that is that's one of my one of my values and passions is I do um, – so even selling the property, I'm not only selling the property, I'm selling the local community here, which is probably what I talked to you about. Yeah, definitely. About and I with know. A fair light. I believe in it. So, A, you've got to believe in your product Yeah, to a degree. I mean, I sell some um, – sometimes it could be quite a horrific property and you've still got to – you know, you've got to bring the best out of what that is. And um and that's where the community helps so much because I I do believe we're so lucky to live here and we have such a great pretty tight knit community
0: yeah um, and have you noticed since COVID like communities the communities come together mm. during this time um,
1: to help each terrific. other terrific I mean I, yes look at Paolo's, for example the coffee shop there's a coffee shop around the corner who You know, I remember Paolo was, um, he'd only just started the business really and it's a little corner milk bar who, if he was closing his doors, that was going to be, that's his business gone. He was in big panic mode. He had all his family in Italy um, who were all in dire straits over there with COVID. Yeah. But in actual fact, what happened with everybody working at home, his business has gone through the roof. (laughs) Yeah, I remember him saying, Um, saying that to me. And he's, if anything, he's panicked when everybody goes back to work. He says, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to move back to Italy. Well, so. I think he's
0: going to start doing Aperol spritz in the evenings as well as coffee. Oh, so great. Um, I'm sure that will boost it up again. Yeah. So there's,
1: oh. I think the community, um, yeah, I've just noticed a lot more people. You're seeing your neighbours more regularly. You're, because you can't have that connection, I think for a lot of us, we also do want the connection. So There's been a bit of both. I've quite enjoyed being indoors a bit more. I mean, for me, I'm out in front of the public and on the phone all day long. So it was kind of nice just being at home with the kids to a degree. But it's also make you realise how lucky and fortunate we are to have the neighbours that we have in the community that are there, even on Facebook. Yeah, We've got the Fairlight Group Facebook page. Um, You could just see people asking questions of, what games are, has anyone got any ideas for kids or people having time to declutter their houses, selling things off?
0: Yeah, or giving it away. And I think yeah. having that community is so important. Like even you know, for people listening that are starting their business or thinking about starting their business, if you can surround yourself with people that are going to support you on your journey, whether that is the local coffee shop where you can go and network and chat to other people that might be able to help you or a Facebook group or you know these like the northern beaches mums for example that's great it's hard to get off that one yeah yeah. (laughs) it's gonna be a
1: distraction (laughs) because
0: people share they want to actually help each other and i think once you start putting yourself out there you find that people are very supportive yeah Um, and i always say like even competing businesses can actually help each other i know i've collaborated on events um when i had my influencer marketing agency with a competing agency like we're both after the same brand dollars but we did this event together and we ended up working on campaigns together. So Fantastic. I think I yeah. think that kind of that community can really support people doing something that they want to do, um, particularly the Mums Network as well. I know, as I said before, lots of listeners are mums and I think they want to help each other. And, oh, they do. And Just that word-of-mouth marketing amongst that network is really strong.
1: Mm. And giving. I think people... I think you've, you've got to be, like Paolo's, for example, there was one of the buyers that bought a property around the corner. And as part of um, their settlement, I, I talked about the local area so much. They wanted to be on the flat in Manly. So I was trying to get them up oh, here on a right. hillside because <laughs> it's in Quinton Road. And, um, and I, so I actually got them to go to Paolo's and I've given you know Paolo a couple hundred dollar voucher. And I just said, when they, can you just, anytime they want a coffee? put it on the tab yeah, for them. They're like, here's the Did it here's some money. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't. I mean, they'd bought the property anyway and I was happy yeah. for them, but i talked talk so much about the local coffee shop and the area that it was just that little added extra that they're going to be surprised about. Yeah. You know, I I'm think not expecting it and it's supporting him in business, so I'm supporting my local community Yeah, and giving something back
0: to your client. And I think that's a really key point that you've um, made is – Like you said, you went around and gave a meal to um, one of your clients and like thinking of those little, like just things that don't cost a lot of money, but actually can make a huge difference to someone. If you can think of little ways to do that, that helps build that trust and relationship as well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. It's just, I think that it's the little unexpected surprises along the way that, does bring joy to people or that they know that you genuinely care people can yeah. see through they see through a lot of the the fluff of yeah. something that's not real or if your passion's not really there oh you um, can pick
0: up on someone being genuine or not immediately can't you and it just it's that I mean you know a lot of people would say even in the real estate industry you must have come across it there can be a lot of people out there that are um, a few cowboys and People that just pushing stuff that feels, it really turns me off. I think it turns a lot of people off. Have you, you know, how, you must have seen that, have you? or how have I you still kind do of, see, you it. see it. Yeah.
1: It's there, it's up there in probably all industries. But yes, real estate is renowned for it. But I, I think if you, um, in any business, if you can build the relationship and communicate, and even if there's no news, if there's nothing to report back on, just ring them and let them know. Sorry, I've actually got... I haven't had any inquiry today or I don't so have anything to report back. But yeah. at least then they're hearing from you. And if you've got to ever have a meeting to have a price reduction or have something's not going right, um, at least then they know you've kept them in contact. It's A, it's probably not going to be a surprise, but they're going to follow your advice. Yeah. And ultimately, and, and that's you know something that we're renowned for is getting results but not in a long it's not burnout I don't have crisis meetings with my clients I don't I try and be very well you know my knowledge of the pricing that I'm going to give them will be usually it's spot on it's I take a lot of pride in my pricing and is that
0: from experience you can just be like right this yeah I do I
1: know this market very well yeah Um, and I do I follow it I if, even if I'm mean, – obviously, I can't list everything. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Um, some properties are managed in a re- on a rent roll with other agencies. some Someone well, may have their best friend. A, one, you know, yeah. the, they're with the agent. That was one I lost re- recently. I actually approached them and they said um, – they rang back and they said, oh, we're actually really good mates with, you know, whoever the agent was. And um, so we've got to right. give but it to damn. him. And So yeah, there's that's some things hard. You but I think
0: it's no. I have spoke to a lady about branding, and she was saying that if you're everything, if you, you're everything to everyone, you're actually not being true to yourself. So you actually, you actually want some people to be saying no to working with you because it otherwise, yeah, otherwise you're you're just a bit generic, aren't you? And so it's well, it's also
1: us saying no to them. Um, there's some people that we meet with, and I just know it's not the right personality fit. Yeah, or they may have a a dollar amount that is so much more that they're expecting, and it's just going to be a waste of our time and their time because um, yeah. there's a lot of energy that goes in behind the scenes of selling real estate. Um, and we had one recently that we picked up, and we'd already spoken to the gentleman at the beginning, the camp before he was about to launch, and he gave it to another agent who told him a couple of hundred thousand dollars more. And I just knew I was happy to let let it go and lose it wished him all the very best and um sure enough he's contacted us and we're now we've listed it yeah he's just had the worst and not a pleasant experience yeah and and constantly now even though we don't quite have the buyer he's so happy with the level of communication again because it wasn't communicate he didn't get the communication last time yeah so he knows that we're in it i've said we're in this for the long run this is not a short term we may get a buyer next week but we may not but i know it's confident it's going to be in this price bracket point and this is what we need to do and pitch and just be patient.
0: So you're obviously very good at managing expectations, which is such an important thing in business, because often mm. people overpromise under deliver. You is that come from experience, just managing people's expectations? Because people have, you know, they can have very different expectations of something, can't they? Or you know, wanting to to get a certain result. What's your secret to that
1: oh look i think um i've always wanted to have you know people's expectations exceeded at the end of the day that's just something i'd rather have you know the icing on top and that they come out of it going wow that's great and i think that's why now my business is it's all repeat most of my business is people calling me directly and um so yes i've Like like I said, I I think very early on in my career I I did, um, and this is something that clearly stands out for me, I had booked a holiday and I had the the clients and I didn't have, I just didn't tell them because it was during their auction campaign. And I then sort of at last minute said, oh, I've got, you know, I'm going, I didn't even know how to tell them. I was that, you know, this is very early in my career but i completely let them down you know i ended up going on my holiday i felt terrible while i was on holiday of the, I didn't what enjoy i'd done it, yeah no i didn't enjoy it but what a great lesson and oh it was a learn. very good lesson to learn and um and i just knew that that was not a great experience for them and i thought how on earth can i i won't ever do that again yeah i'll always at a meeting let them know that if i'm going to be away sorry my annual holidays are booked at this time and they'll be very capable in the hands of my team um and there's at times that I'll otherwise still be handling negotiations or however everything works out every situation's unique and different but yeah yes no I don't I don't want any unpleasant surprises along the way
0: no and neither do people either so I think no. yeah it's just having that integrity that you clearly have buckets of that yeah. people would um, buy into and relate to and are there people that inspire you in your industry or mentors that you've had to to help you grow and become a business leader
1: and a leader in
0: your field?
1: I think, um, unfortunately, there's not a huge amount of women in real estate. Yeah. A lot of them, um, I mean, we've at Cunningham's, I think 60% of our staff or more are women. But a lot of it is...
0: Why does it attract men more? Because I would have thought women are would be better at...
1: I think women are, personally. I think women have a lot more empathy um, and can relate. And it's that emotional, reading the emotional... Yep, well, you think about it, the family house, it's women that are the nesters and it's happy wife, happy life. It's generally they will make the decision. If you don't have the wife on board a lot of the time, then you're probably not going to sell the property. So that connection is really important. But I think sadly I feel that women don't back themselves enough and I believe in real estate in if people, you know, join a team earlier on, there's a lot of flexibility on offer and it is a terrific career to get into and I just really hope that more women do get into it. Yeah. There's a lot of support. There is a lot of... um, you know there's so much training with the right team again depending on who you're working for there's a lot of dodgy sort of offices as well that you wouldn't want to go to but the foundations are there to then grow on and have that flexibility to go away and have children to work from home to and take what a on. fun
0: job you're not stuck behind a desk all day you're actually you're oh, getting out, out there aren't you and I've, maybe that Netflix show, I don't know if you've seen it, Selling Sunset. Have you seen it? No, that? I haven't. Oh, you have to oh, watch oh, it. It's okay. hilarious. Is it? It's okay. total trash, but it's about a real estate um, business in LA. And they sell yeah. lots of glamorous properties. And okay. these girls, they all look like models. Um, but it's just quite funny. Well, it just it, it makes it look so glamorous. Their, right. their whole...
1: Um, oh, it's not all glamorous. We've often got our rubber gloves on and we're <laughs> we always get there earlier to... People's mm-hmm. properties to ensure they have cleaned because everyone's got different cleaning standards. So, yeah, that's and true. you said uh, as far as you know baking cakes or anything, we have a um, we have a, a spray that we have in our handbags or in our bags that will often spray. give some of the homes that just need that little bit of sparkle. Yeah, and it's a <laughs> nice, yeah, a nice spray.
0: Um, um so, for women that wanting wanting to get into <coughs> um, real estate, what would what would be a good first step for them or something? Um, they could do to to get the ball rolling
1: yeah well you've really um i think first step is a getting well okay first thing would be to find someone with similar values to what you have yeah and i know you said important. john cunningham he yeah. has
0: similar values which is why you went to work at cunningham's so. yeah
1: so i think that's the crucial thing is go and interview go and have coffees with several watch what's happening in the local you know, the area that you want to be and think ahead. Think, is this where you want to be for the next 20 years, not just the next five years? Because it takes time to build your profile. And the last, I mean, for me to move now, I mean, most of my family are in Melbourne. Yeah. To go and live in Melbourne would mean I've got to start from scratch again. And it's hence why when I met my husband, he moved up from Melbourne because oh, I was so established. Yeah. And uh, so you've got to think not just the short term, you've got to think long term um meet, have coffees and then do what get, get whatever position you can be. If if it means starting in property management or if it means being at front desk. We've had so many we have so many internal roles at Cunningham. So they yeah. might start on front desk. They may then go to property management. They then may become a PA to then a sales cadet or then standalone salespeople. Um, yeah. So we've got some of our, you know, senior sales team that have started from when they were younger, right, at being the ones putting out the pointer boards and um, come right through to now some of the most successful agents in in the nation, really. Yeah, I think
0: it's so important to do, to start on. I know a lot of people now think it's a lot easier to, they see on Instagram and it, it seems quite easy to get famous, get rich quick, and I think often you don't see what goes on behind the scenes so I think I know when I I used to be a journalist starting as a journalist I was like running around getting toast for the editor tea like proper devil wears Prada stuff yeah (laughs) and um and I think now I see people coming up through the ranks and they expect to get that editor job that writing job that you know immediately
1: and I think there's something to be said for yeah that's is that a generation thing that's going on at the moment maybe (laughs) there is I think there's a little bit of that going on but there's nothing wrong with the hard yakka of really doing some of the the jobs that, that remember it's not for the long term but people are going to see and respect you doing some of the hard work and you're going to get rewarded for that sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, if you're too you're too good to be doing some roles but you don't have the experience behind you um then people are going to see that as well that you're, So no, I think just get the, – the main thing with a really good company is a step in the door. Yeah. So – and go to open house inspections, see how those agents are at their open house inspections and uh, – See how they run yeah. it. And
0: I think that's great advice for any industry or anyone wanting to start a business in a particular industry. Go and meet people that are in it at the moment, working in it. Arrange coffees with them. Get advice from them. People are more really willing. ask.
1: Ask others that have been through, because salespeople are very good. That's their job. They're, they're good at selling themselves. Yeah. So don't just take it from then and having their coffee meeting, um, but ask other people in the community, like who, you know, when you go to open house inspections or tell me, what was it like when you bought your property? How was the agent? Was there, have you had much follow-up? Was there anything that stood out? Yeah, Um, And you'll start to get a bit of a common theme of who people are talking about and that's who you want to be with. I'm sure in any, in legal, in all sorts of industries, there's people that might be getting the most runs on the board, but are they the right company? Are they wearing their staff down? Do they actually not do much training? Is it, you know, there's more to it than just what the perception can sometimes be. Yeah. So it's actually asking those questions and yeah, going again back to your values. Like for me, it was what you know. Cunningham's were big in the community back then, and um, so and John reiterated that. John also talked about the training, the you know the the so much training that he does with the team, and yeah. and the others that I met didn't mention any of that. They talked about themselves really well.
0: Yeah, but and how good they were
1: doing things, but that's not. Well, it's
0: an ever-evolving thing. The train, like you said, you're going to meet someone about branding and you know growing. And I think that personal development, it just keeps continuing, continuing. Doesn't it? Oh, it does. You
1: can't get complacent. There's no, even for me, having worked here for eighteen years, I never take anything for granted of who is going to call me back. I mean, most people do, but sometimes they don't. Um, And I, I've constantly got to look at how can I better myself my team what else can we be doing to offer our clients um as i said yeah i'm going through it again now and and that's having been you know ranking where i've recently ranked this year um you can't there's no place if you're number one in the area you is yeah, only going backwards, yeah, it's, isn't there? So I have to. They say it's lonely at the top, don't they? Yeah, well, it's you a, have to reinvent. You've still got to stand out because someone else is going to be on your tail, and um, and it's not for me. It's not always. It's not even about being number one. It's it's for me. I just want to be number one for my clients. Yeah, I just
0: want to have really happy clients. But great to have that recognition. And I think yeah, once you're at the top, that restaurants often say that when they get their Michelin stars, it's actually a lot more pressure because they're like, I don't want to lose it now, and you just got to keep
1: yeah (laughs) expectations out there yeah Yeah.
0: and you also mentioned about juggling family and I know you have three Mm. kids um lots of people listening are mums including myself and I know that I'm sort of working that out at the moment what what would your tips be for juggling a family and a career and and trying to make that all work
1: um delegating really get as much help as you can Delegate, yeah. you know, get a cleaner in um, if it means you've got to eat into some savings. and But, you know, I think don't put the pressure on. I think one of the things I don't regret but I look back and think, gosh, you know, for my first baby I, um, I didn't take maternity leave and, and that's not something I'm proud of. I was able to keep the business going. I'm the primary breadwinner. Um, my husband got some beautiful... Time with the children that he just is, is so precious because he had the year off and was doing the daddy daycare and being the stay at home dad, so he was lucky to be able he to like do that. that.
0: Yeah, I think my husband would actually like that because yeah, he'd, he like, he'd like flirting with all the hot moms, <laughs> <laughs> probably.
1: Um, I'd um, be good at that, so I think we'll I remember, um, yeah. Matt, my husband, saying the people that he meets at the parks and, yeah, it would be all the (laughs) mums out there. But at the end of the day, the kids are happy. You know, I feel for the people that have, you know, with the kids that are at long daycare from 7 in the morning until 6 o'clock at night or whatever the times are. I think if you can, my recommendations is to just stop, turn off. It's a moment in time. It goes so quick. I mean, those first 12 weeks, for example, how precious are they? Yeah. Um, I got mastitis the first, the fir- with my first baby because I was in and out. I had Lauren in my team. I'd be um, breastfeed Hudson and then, you know, I used to just think babies, all they do is sleep and feed, which is pretty much it. So <laughs> I thought, I don't need to be here for this bit. I'm just sitting here watching him sleeping. <laughs> so Lauren would come and watch him for a while and I'd go out to an appointment and do the appraisal, but then I might be a bit longer and then next thing, milk's coming in again and um, Lauren would call me, he'd be wailing his head off ready for another feed, I'd be burning down in the car, she'd meet me, I'd be next thing in the car feeding and then I'd have to go, there was a little bit of that going on as well and um, thank goodness he's not a high anxious (laughs) child or anything but I just didn't just stop and slow down and
0: I... Will you try and make it blend? Have. I think like I was saying, my daughter's just started at daycare and just turned one. And even like I had a call from the daycare going, where's the change of clothes? She's wet herself um, because then na- they're doing non-disposable nappies isn't it. Anyway, it, I won't go into details, yeah, yeah. but I was in the middle of trying to organize a webinar for tomorrow. And so I ended up sending out the email that was meant for tomorrow. Oh, today, today, because I was then driving to give the cha- the change of clothes, Closed. and I just thought, yeah, it's definitely um, it can be difficult. I think just. Well,
1: you'll get into a rhythm too, and and it changes, and you'll have second, you know, baby arriving, um, and it changes with each child how you do it. So for me to start off with with Hudson in the end when he was ten months old, we got a no pair, yeah, and I thought I need someone who can help me with meals that can help so I can get out. He can go for a walk out in the pram. There's times where I would walk and talk and push the pram. Um, But that just helped. It helped. And we had a terrific au pair who we still – I mentor her now – so this was from eight years ago, seven years ago. And um we have a very close relationship. We've gone to stay with her initially, the whole family. Oh, how she, lovely. We talk every week. It's she's she's like a, a the eldest Extension daughter in our family, yeah, yeah, child in our family. She's come on family holidays. Um and then obviously the au pairs can only stay for a certain amount of time. So I think she was with us for a year. And then there's other au pairs post that and um and, it's, and they look, we've had three au pairs. They've all been terrific, um, you know, some better than others. Yeah. Well, they've got their bit of strengths and weaknesses. Uh, but I think if you can – I enjoyed having another female around the house as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it was really lovely to show for, – for them to be in this area and to be able to – if they wanted to come on the family holiday that we were going on, then great. would do, you know, we give them their space and privacy. But then it went to the next league. So when I had my third child, and I pair wasn't going to be able to cut for I had at one stage three children under four. Wow. Yeah. And still working five, was it? Four, five, hang on, how old was Hado? Two. Yeah. I had three under five anyway and still working full time. Yeah. And um So what I needed was a full-time house manager. And so what that enabled us to do was um, she was very thorough. She had a background as a chef. So as soon as she told me that, I was like, you're (laughs) (laughs) hard. Boom. Um, But so she would cook, you know, have dinners ready for us. Um, She could pick up the children. She had a beautiful relationship with the kids. She she was also a bit... of a perfectionist around the house, which worked well for me. Yeah, but liked everything in its place, and so it would be great. I'd come home from work, the house would be looking gorgeous. The Meal kids the were oven. ready. Dinner was in the oven, and it was you know it sounds dreamy, but yeah. um, like a Mrs. But that's Doubt what I needed. Yeah, I needed that. We we needed that to also maintain our marriage. Um, yeah, because you can't be the breadwinner. And be there for the kids and your husband. And I mean, we started to realise that because when my husband wanted to stay at home full time, yeah. I was still coming home and either dinner wasn't on the table or there's still a big pile of washing. Sure, he'd had fun with the kids and that's important. yeah. But you then have kids parties on the weekends. You've got to get presents or gifts or whatever it is for the kids parties and get organised. Putting things in the diary. When's parent-teacher interview? School photos, what, all the different things that happen with children. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the skill set of my husband. I've, getting then there's all the school sports or activities that they have and um, so that was putting pressure on me to be doing that plus running a high business, you know, a level of uh, so many clients and negotiations and so forth and I thought, well, something's going to give here. Either my marriage is going to fall apart Yeah. Or we invest in getting some help. So the expectation isn't on him. It's I've got that. Someone else to do it. Yeah. And we still don't have it down pat. We, I think we still don't have enough time together, but we're getting there. And it's, I think we've got to also, and what women, excuse me, have to realise is we put so much pressure on ourselves and we're incredible human beings. Yeah. Um. I think there's, unfortunately, there's still a bit of tall poppy out there. Australians are renowned for it.
0: We were talking about this on the weekend, actually. Oh, Two yeah. friends that have just moved back from New York were saying, like, over there it's just success is celebrated, everyone wants to help. And and here they've just really noticed that tall poppy syndrome is really rife
1: in Australia. Yeah, which um, is it's appalling. It's really shocking. And it, it shouldn't me that sense. way. Yeah. But I just... Um, yeah,
0: I feel that we need to call call people out on it, I think. That's one one step, isn't it, just being aware of it and
1: yeah. Yep, being aware and, and but yeah, getting back to um so for us it would be I mean, we've got some neighbors around the corner and they're so good at having their date night and they stick to it and they do it. But what what I was getting to was not being harsh. I mean, I've got a 3-year-old. Uh she wakes up in the night still. Yeah. Sorry, I know you've got another one coming, but three. <laughs> no,
0: ours is still in our bed. She's, she's probably been night. our
1: worst out of the, the three of them of waking up still. And I think she's going through a bit of a stage at the moment, but I think there's light at the end of the tunnel as they get closer to five. Yeah. Um, so for my husband and I, we've sort of come to the reality to just know that we, we, we have each other's back. We're not getting a lot of time together. Yeah, But that will come and we do uh, – for us to celebrate, we take holidays and we haven't been able to do that during COVID. So I usually do book – I'm full on with my work but my time out is my time out and I'm very good at um, – well, in both ways, when I'm home, I'm home and yeah. present. I turn my phone off or it's on silent. Um, the kids have barely heard a phone ring. And when it's my holiday time, I will divert my phone. And on days off, I'm doing that now too. I'll divert my phone. So these are little tips that I really encourage people to do. If, if you've got someone else at work that could handle something and divert your phone for two hours or three hours or you go out and get a massage if that's what you need. Yeah, um, yeah that time for self-care. you need to so meditate good. or whatever it is. Just think about how can I delegate things yeah and um, and not forgetting each other and appreciating your team members, your husband, whoever in your life um, but again, you've got to at some stage come together to celebrate, so I'll either try and organize something for my team and we'll celebrate yeah. And for my husband, I'll, I book – I'm in charge of most of that. I like booking the holidays. Well that sounds um, fun. We will have a, an awesome holiday and they're yeah. pretty unforgettable ones where the family, the kids, you know, just have all that time of – What's great. one of
0: your favourite places to go? I know it's a bit off-topic, topic, oh. but um, I'm sure lots of people listening are dreaming of their next trip. Oh, well, the, kids been are all being, been, the
1: kids have all been saying – when are we going back to where you know can we go to Fiji so I think for children my age Fiji is great personally I love Canada and I love um Europe so I um you know I love the slopes so we're trying we used to
0: be a snowboarder as well we didn't touch on that but I read somewhere about your snowboarding days I do
1: I love going back to the mountains and snowboarding that's my happy place yeah Um, live by the sea but my happy place is the mountains as well I love mountain there.
0: Well, they say mountains and the ocean. There's like a a prana, of that energy that you get f- that's similar in both.
1: Ah. The edge of have...
0: the ocean or top of a mountain. Okay, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, I think it's just to recharge, recharge, and then have Very quality safe. family time. Yeah. Um, I now get to so we're going away over the second weeks of the holiday. We've just rented a house up north near Byron, and um, and that I've got my parents. That's if they don't close Victoria down the borders again. But my parents, my mother-in-law. They're all coming. Yeah, they're up. all coming. Wow, yeah. everyone gets on, the, yeah, the yeah, whole family. Yeah, yeah they're that's great. That's nice. Yeah, i my got the best mother-in-law. I'd have her come and live with us. Not many women could say that. She's <laughs> yeah. amazing. But, yeah, no, again, that's what I love and value. That I love family time when it's my off time. Yeah. Um, I'm with people all day, so I'm not great at you know and it's same with my girlfriends my girlfriends know you know i flew down to melbourne last weekend or two weekends ago and that was um, i've three girlfriends that all have birthdays in the month of june and i wanted to be there for it and, and you had a
0: celebratory dinner or yeah, something
1: yeah we went out and um and i also got to see my family as well and it was kind of a covid period safe i'm glad i did it then because it sounds like the stats are going up again in yeah definitely victoria, in victoria so yeah, but that's they get it though. My girlfriends know that when it if anyone's going through something, I'll stop it all to be there for them. Yeah, but I don't want to talk on the phone at nighttime. That's the last thing I no, want to do is get on the phone. No, I, I don't have. Oh, I haven't I'm been very exhausted. good in
0: COVID because I I just don't really like chit chatting on the phone either. I much prefer to see someone in person. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Some people just love talking on the phone, but I just no, yeah, especially when you're prefer, on it all day. Yeah. It's associated the last with thing. work, yeah, oh, well, we'll probably wrap up there. I think um we've covered most things that um I wanted to talk about. Could, could keep chatting to you about lots of um interesting things. I know that we did talk about your work with women um and victims of domestic abuse um is there you know how can people find out a bit more about that, or maybe um, help the cause for helping more women? yeah, oh, but I'd love that especially if in this time,
1: got some money that they can donate. Um, This has been a real tragedy and unfortunately with the the nature of my business I do um, meet people in really tough situations with domestic violence and it's heartbreaking, it's absolutely heartbreaking to see family, children involved and um, how it's affecting them. So this year um, I'm supporting and doing a trek for Community Northern Beaches, we're trekking the Larrapinta Trail um, and Lighthouse, Uh, so it's two separate fundraising but they're both for the same cause one's homelessness and and um domestic violence and lighthouse is um is for domestic violence so we're just trying to raise more a lot of they're not um supported by the government so it's all community funding right that they need to have people working there to be able to help victims that are coming to try and get help yeah. So I just feel as though, I mean, yeah, I just want to raise as much money as possible to put towards, yeah, I'd love to be able to get more safe zones or houses or protection for people. That's the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, which has got to take time, but this is a starting block anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll put a link in the um, show info for oh, anyone listening that Thank can, you. Uh, yeah, find out some more. And just wrapping up, we always do our quick fire six steps to success questions so just short answers whatever comes to your head first but it's around the six steps to success six steps to um building your business or building um yeah a successful career so so number one mindset matters um it's really important to obviously be in the right mindset what what fears did you overcome when starting out or what you know, blocks might have you had about self-limiting beliefs
1: that you've had to overcome? Um, uh, look, I'm naturally a confident person and I, I think like during COVID as well, I said to my team, I'm not laying off any staff. I've got five staff members. I said, "You're," and people were worried. So I said, we're going to get through this. Um, I Probably what I didn't do earlier in my career is get a coach or get some like a mentor or someone to really help me advance to that next stage. So I think mindset-wise, if people can find a coach, that's what I'd be yeah highly like recommending we were saying to get you on track,
0: especially for women that maybe doubt themselves more or doubt their their ability. I think it can really help. Yeah, yeah
1: they can. Women naturally out. they can do it. They they can do it if they want it. You can do it. Um, but yes, by all means, get a co- listen to podcasts and listen to things that are going to help you get into that more positive state and mindset.
0: Yeah. And what about um, finding your why, finding your purpose? Do you really believe in the power of discovering your purpose? I know it's an ongoing process it can be, but finding something that basically serves a bigger purpose um, in your life than just…
1: Um, yes and no, I think I'm probably doing that more as I'm getting older. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really have so much going on with getting up and the kids and it's all about the kids in a way, but it's, I've got to stop also. And it's not just all about the kids. The kids are going to grow up and go and fly. And that's what we, we, that's what we have them for to hopefully be independent individuals that go and conquer the world. Yeah. And then we're back to where, okay, what next for us? um so yes and no uh, yes and no I think it 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 changes you know where you are in your 20s your 30s your 40s I'm getting closer to 50 um next so and you just kind of reassess each step of the way don't you Your,
0: your values like you were talking a lot about values they do change as well don't they like for example when you become a mum your values shift slightly and and I guess it's just taking us time to step back and think, what do I?
1: Yeah, and where are your energy? Mm-hmm. Where are your energy levels as to where you want to put more time in? You know, I want to put time into my family and my work. You know, yeah, and, and finding that sort of balance of it all. There's no perfect balance out there either, though. I don't believe. Uh, no, because you, there's too it's much amazing, unexpected things with children.
0: So yeah, yeah, and with life, like you know, look at what's happened with the. Pod- Pandemic. Like you just don't know ah, exactly. what's going to happen around the corner. Um, and then building a brand, like what's the key to a memorable brand? We've spoken a lot about personal branding and your brand. What would you say is the secret to a good brand?
1: Um, I think getting someone to help you with building your brand. It's not the nature of everyone's – it's a job role, really. I mean, I've got Angie French, um, who's a neighbour of yours. Um, she's and incredible she's for Brandy. Yeah, Angie is amazing. And um, I, there's a whole step process. I mean, I just met with her prior to coming here and she's just got me thinking on a whole different level of what we could potentially be doing. So, uh, and she'll go through what you need to think about with your branding. Um, it does get down to back to values, et cetera, but yeah. there's so much more behind it and I can't even say yet. I couldn't even answer the question completely because it's,
0: you know, it's. you need someone else's perspective yeah. or someone, yeah. You help. do
1: because it's what you may think but, I mean, Angie brought up a really relevant thing was, Georgie, she goes, I know you, you know, you've sold my home. Um, I know what you're all about and, and it's all the people that know me that come back to me and trust me and have been through the experience but what about the people that don't know me? What about the people that haven't had that experience? then how am I showing them that uh, what if they just think I'm a community person but they want a, a strong um, negotiator? Is that being portrayed yeah. out there? So there's a lot of – it's really interesting. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think you've, you've got to talk to an expert.
0: Yeah. And are there particular platforms that you've used or you would – you know? another thing is the marketing. What channels have, have generated you the most –
1: um, I'm I'm known with my social, so Facebook. Um, yeah. So I've got my Georgie Bates property page that um, is probably one of the most followed in the Northern Beaches and that's organically grown. Um, you Instagram. do a lot of video
0: content on that, I notice as well. Oh, that's look,
1: something I say to people do
0: more of. Yeah, I, I should do more.
1: Um, yeah. I do videos for my properties, but I should probably do either podcasts or a... Um, My husband's been really trying to get me to be doing more videos that I can put onto YouTube. Yeah. Um, And Instagram as
0: well, doing um, Instagram Lives.
1: Yeah, Instagram Lives. I mean, I have Sabrina in my team that manages that part of the business for me. Yeah. So I just like to be told what I have to do and then she can put it out there. And do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're not scared of being in front of the camera. A lot of people go, Oh, I don't wanna put myself out there and no. You no, overcame that quite early on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you just gotta keep doing it. Keep doing it, keep doing it. Practice talking to your phone and um I think it's just gotta come out naturally. You can see the agents and people on video when they're Oh, it's too polished. And it's polished yeah. and I think people just wanna
0: People turn off. I say it like it's actually better to have even the odd blooper or something because People relate to that.
1: Yeah, well, the interesting thing is over COVID, when we couldn't do videos, we, so we had to walk through with our iPhones and people were saying, I much prefer these. You show all of the – it's not all the – you know how with qu- the professional videos often show the vases or <laughs> yeah. the artwork or things that buyers the aren't fake really interested on in. on the table or All the or cushions something. on the beds and the cushions on the lounges and, and whereas these ones I'd walk through and say, okay, there's a linen closet here on my left and – the northern sun's coming through that window over here and uh, there was just more that yeah so i think just be just be comfortable with being yourself and being natural because that's what people that's what they want
0: yeah and i think that's important part of a brand as well Mm. being genuine yeah and authentic um well brilliant thank you so much Um, thank you for having me oh it's been lovely And um, for anyone listening who's been inspired um, by Georgie, then you can follow her on Facebook, Georgie Bates. And um, yeah, if you like this episode, please um, subscribe. You can hear more upcoming interviews. We've also got a few spots left on our upcoming Six Weeks to Success um, Upstart program. If you're looking at starting your own business, that kicks off in July. So email me at vic at upsiders.co for more info.
1: Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.